Welcome to Down to Herf, the podcast for cigar smokers, whiskey drinkers, and for the people just looking to kick back, light up, and have a good time. I'm your host, Jerry, and I'm joined by, as always, my co-host, Gio and Caleb. Fellas, 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 welcome to episode 94 of Down to Herf podcast. Uh, how is everybody today? Caleb, what's up? Uh, thankful I got to see you guys on Thanksgiving, uh, post-Thanksgiving show recording, but uh, glad that we're back here again. Feels like it's been a while. Yeah, man. Gio, what's up, my brother? What up, what up? How you doing today? Oh, you know, just getting over, well, dealing with this cold. My uh, lovely partner in crime apparently uh, decided to bestow upon me. You're welcome, and I hope you're thankful for that. I but, love that for you. But the real reason we're here, man, we, we have a guest in the studio, Gio. You want to get to that, man? Yeah. Well, we got the one, the only, Max from Rocky Patel, your favorite amazing race runner-up. Huh. I like that he had to throw in the runner-up part. <laughs> yeah, that was a burn. <laughs> Glad to be back. This has been uh, oh, too long. Gotta get you up here, buddy. Wait, there we go. Oh, yeah, there Glad we go. I can hear guys. this guy now. It's uh, It's been too long. I think it's almost been a year since the last time we've done this. Yeah, man, for sure. <laughs> Lots wow. changed. Yeah, for sure. For those of you who don't know, uh, Max, your title is what? National Marketing yes, Director? National Sales Manager. Oh, na- yeah. National Sales yeah. Manager with Rocky oh, Patel. That's uh, fancy. You know, we are now on the Cigar Hustlers Podcast Network, so I'm not sure how many people actually saw the first time through that are still listening here, or, well, hopefully still listening. They better be. Yeah. Keep Fuckers. subscribing. You know. <laughs> well, we got a lot to get to, a lot of good stories. We got a lot of things that we want to, you know, touch on tonight. Uh, one in particular i'm really looking forward to uh we had a really good send-off i can't wait to watch it um but what are we smoking right now max so um we were going through the 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 list of cigars that we could bring tonight and um kind of looking at what uh what will be fun to smoke what might be exciting what we haven't smoked before and um i actually grabbed our white label in uh, the robusto format um this particular cigar is something really special that we came out with two years ago. Uh, it's a two-year age cigar. So once this cigar actually comes off the rolling table, we we rest it for two years. Um, and uh, it's a Connecticut shade, true Connecticut, um, which, you know, we'll get into that a little bit and kind of the difference between like Connecticut, Connecticut and Connecticut that is grown in Ecuador because it's very different product. Um, but I feel like a lot of times we get focused on strong and full-bodied and heavy and Esteli and Lejero, and sometimes you miss out on um, the elegance of a of a of a, a more mild, medium-bodied cigar. And I thought this would be uh, something really special to start the night off with. Try it, uh, smoke it, enjoy it, and and pair it and. Just kind of uh, roll into the evening with something that might be, um, like I said, a little different than uh, what you smoke every day. All right, yeah, man, I definitely, I, I can definitely second that. Uh, I find myself to be somebody that likes a little bit of a heavier cigar usually. Mm-hmm. So this is a uh, this is a little step back for me. So I maybe I'll uh, be able to. Sit well, here and enjoy it, and maybe it's a step up. I mean, if you just leather tongue yourself Whoa. all day long, you can't taste. No, but seriously, I we we joke all the time. Like, if if you only smoke like one strength, one part, like like you're missing so many cigars, right? You're missing out on 
Um, it'd be like eating the same thing every day. So I love to, you know, people will say, what's your favorite cigar? And it's like, well, w- what time of day is it? Like, is it morning? Am I like, you know, am I uh, just waking up on the beach and I have an espresso and a coffee and, or are we, you know, is it a, a, a after dinner cigar? So for me, um, this is definitely not an after dinner cigar, but this is like what I like to either start the day with or a lunchtime cigar. And, um, it's not mild by any stretch of the imagination. It's super flavorful, but it's also not a, uh, a strength bomb. It's more about sophistication and, and, uh, and the elegance of the, of the blend. Well, I mean, definitely something, you know, we, I don't think we've smoked a Connecticut on the show in a while either. Like this is definitely what you said time of day. I thought immediately this is a breakfast cigar. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, absolutely, and and you know there, it, it's and and that's kind of you know not necessarily that. Listen, for uh, people who smoke a lot of cigars ourselves, you know, early in the day, this is you know, this is your first cigar of the day type thing. But at the same time, um, we're not necessarily average in terms of like cigar smokers, right? So um for a lot of people like they could smoke this you know after dinner this could be an after dinner cigar or whatever but for me as well this is like this is what i like to smoke earlier on or lunchtime or i don't consider this like an after dinner cigar you know because like to me after dinner it's like you know you want something that's got more i personally would like something that's like a little heavier maybe a little richer not, not i shouldn't say richer but uh just more body, like you've been drinking bourbon, you've got steak, you got oils on your tongue, like, you know, you need to, this is more of that clean, just really refined, flavorful, like I could see myself like sitting in like, you know, London and having this cigar at lunch or like Jay Fox or something. Damn. All right. Well, you know, these are things that I just can't comprehend. <laughs> I'm not a world traveler by any means. Uh, you know? Yeah. I could never just imagine waking up in the morning and saying, yeah, I just picture myself in London in my South Buffalo backyard. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna pretend. I'm gonna do this one with some uh, Taco Bell after lunchtime. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, <laughs> down, I'm down with that. I mean, but being in Buffalo, it should probably be like mighty. Exactly. That that was messed up. Well, and you got this like very nice, elegant, sophisticated white uh, band on here, so mm-hmm. it looks really, really nice. So uh, it's been a while since we've done some Rocky on the show. So good to have you back and. Good to smoke one of those uh, legacy bland- brands that we haven't done in a while. Now, uh, to touch on a couple more things, Max, what's a single of these run and what's a box run? And are they bundles or boxes? So it, it, it's all it, it's all boxes. Um, this is the this is the uh, I work for the company edition. Ah, so, okay. All right. So so no, you'll never see a bundle of this cigar. It's, okay. it's, it's a super premium. So in in a in a non uh, tax state. This cigar retails at uh, uh, $21. Okay. Yeah, so um, non-tax state, you're looking at 21 bucks, and then, you know, depending on where you live and what government taxes are imposed on you there. Box of 20? 20-count 20 box, yeah. Okay. So it's, 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 uh, it, this is a super premium for us. This is, um, this is a cigar that for years, um, people talk price point, right? And that's like a weird thing in, in cigars. People talk price point and, you know, how do you price cigars? And, well, we price cigars based on, like, how, you know, what our costs are, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's not a – like someone says, make a $20 cigar. Well, if we don't have a $20 cigar, 
we're not going to make a $20 cigar. Yeah. So, you know, when you have access to older tobaccos, true Connecticut, Connecticut shade, yeah. and then you lay it down for two years after you roll, like, so, you know, there's there's reasons why this cigar is twenty dollars. It's not because we needed a twenty dollars cigar. It's because that's what it cost. You know, we we had to. This that's what the cigar you know caused. It's, no, it, abs- absolutely. I want to touch more on that yeah. Connecticut stuff with you in a minute. Yeah. But what we'll do is we'll have Caleb get mm-hmm. into our whiskey real quick, mm-hmm. and then we can get back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is this? All right, uh, new one for the show. We have Puncher's Chance, the Undisputed. This is a single barrel um, from Rickhouse D. Rick number. Uh, 637, and we got a 108 proofer right here. Uh, this is a straight bourbon, and it's actually out of Eugene, Oregon. Uh, the company is called the Wolf Spirit, and it's sourced from IJW Whiskey Company. Uh, release date is ongoing. Uh, I said it's 108 proof. The age is not disclosed, but it's between five and six years. And uh, although it says this is a high rye mash bill on the bottle the site that i got a review for this says that the mash bill is 75 percent corn 13 percent rye 12 percent malted barley so i guess when we do a tasting of it we'll have to see uh if it is really a high rye what, what we think about when we taste it um goes for about 55 dollars in store so a uh, new one for us so we'll have to see how it goes we'll give a review and we'll touch on some notes uh later on in the episode but that's what we got for now perfect good work caleb I try, you know. Where'd you pick this up, Gio? I grabbed it over at Gates. Yeah. Uh, simple there. I look for just stuff we haven't tried, and that sweet spot is always forty to sixty dollars. For sure, my man. For sure. But I did actually pay fifty-five dollars exactly, so it's an MSRP bottle. So that's actually <laughs> makes me feel good. <laughs> All right. I think the one time we picked up a bottle and Caleb said the price, I was like, "Oh, I got fucking fleeced." <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it happens. You know, happens. Sometimes I see. I these... like when Caleb does that, dude. Like you'll buy a bottle. Uh, Caleb always has to know the price. <laughs> Caleb always has to know what you paid for it, so he can tell you, yeah, yeah, you got robbed. I can, get, I could have got it cheaper for you. He always like has that. to tell you that. I like that. I mean, I appreciate that. You gotta come. You gotta come yeah. see me at the store. You know, yeah. I do it part time. So just come say hello. I'll, I'll give you. Maybe I'll give you a down to her sticker or something like that. Oh yeah, you do have those. I don't got you? a whole bunch. I've been passing them out. Just start putting, you know, when they buy it. it this is head. the this is the barrel. This is the down to earth edition. Just put the <laughs> sticker on the bottles. Yeah, that's how you get in trouble with the liquor authority. <laughs> so it's been about a year since Max has been on the show. Yeah, what's new in the world of Rocky Patel? Uh, obviously, we went to PCA. Geo and I, not Caleb, mm-hmm. because Caleb's not fun. Cheap. Not fun. Cheap. Cheap. Um, He's w- more worried about the bottle savings than saving for Vegas. <laughs> so uh, what's new in the world of Rocky Patel, man? So um, this summer was uh, it was a pretty exciting summer in terms of releases, which are, um, which are, are just actually supposed to arrive in, um, in Naples this week, which is where our office is. November 30th, I think, is like the, the target date for delivery. It's been one delay after another, after another, after another, which is in packaging and then Panama Canal. And like, um, you guys wouldn't believe the, the amount of logistical, uh, nightmares that go into this stuff when you have stuff on the water and, you know, you produce boxes in one country and you produce cigars in another country and they have to ultimately make it here. And it's, um, 
it's super challenging. But the, the two cigars that we released at the trade show where we saw you guys last um, in July were uh, one was a cigar that we make a Corojo, Corojo wrapper cigar, um, which is really cool. I was super excited about it. Something different. Um, we haven't had Corojo on a, on a new release in some years, uh, and it's called Dark Star. Um, really a, uh, a great balanced blend, super leathery, um, rich, great pr flavor profile, um, some really cool sizes. Just, I, I think it's a, a great blend and a nice price point um, that a lot of people are going to enjoy. And then um, since we started talking about price point, it's funny. We also have a super limited cigar that we released called this, is, the, this one is the big dick. Yeah, it's the, it is. It's the, it's the hammer. Um, it's called Conviction, and it's uh, it's super special. Um, it's another cigar that we are going to age. We have aged for two years, actually almost three now because of packaging delays and whatnot. But um, very, very, very special blend, and I would say it's probably, not probably, it's, it's for my taste, the best cigar we, we've made, but, you know, it comes at a price. It's, it's expensive, so it's, it's not cheap, um, but it's an occasion cigar. It's a birthday, you know, it's, it's that, that, that occasion cigar. Sure. And um, that's, that's that's what it costs i mean that's what we we, we, we made it it's, it's 100, 100 bucks right it's 100 dollars. 100 dollars. yeah what the hell was it i don't know something definitely fell something over here what the, the hell was that it wasn't burning. what the oh yeah. it was your lighter oh, my lighter oh, at least nothing that, broke. It, that, the timing couldn't have been better you said 100 dollars. that lighter fell on the ground so, so this is that like gold cigar right here right like i'm looking at the pictures on the website yeah. the conviction yeah it looks uh looks dope as hell it's stunning i mean the the right i mean yeah all the gold the picture looks great right and and listen it's it's absolutely gorgeous and if a cigar is going to be that 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 price point it has to look the part it has to be the part it has to taste the part it has to smoke the part um has it hit retailers yet by any chance no it has not oh you, you no. said yeah, yeah there was yeah now now we're getting into three yeah. years age I, I was gonna bring it tonight but caleb said he didn't want to buck up and pay the hundo <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. that uh, seems about right that seems about right for caleb you know what if we were gonna smoke it with max tonight i would have definitely <laughs> shown up with the money oh stop i would have shown up come on um come on. You well it's funny he's actually has it in his car yeah <laughs> <laughs> a couple bets have been hit, so you know. Been lucky. No, but true story. That cigar doesn't. I, I, I believe that that is finally it's cleared. It's cleared customs. So like that's another part of this whole thing. Like you guys, you know, you don't see like how the sausage is made, but like these things have to clear customs and like you know there's loss and so I think that cigar is going to arrive in the office on November thirtieth. That's the goal. Um, when when we I think that cigar is going to actually hit the hit the office and then you know give it another three four days to start shipping and you know so first week of December I think you'll start seeing that available in retail. Yeah, that was a cool little project. I was remember reading they converted the the boxes are actual humidors. Yeah, so that's pretty cool there. I mean, right. if you buy a box, you're spending a G. So it, I feel like that's at is. least got some staying power. Right. Right. <laughs> I agree. I I agree with that. At least um, you know it's. I mean, it's the project is stunning. The tubes are stunning. It's the cigar is incredible. Um, so, you know, it's it's 
it, like I said, it, I, I, I don't smoke $100 cigars regularly, right? So when I smoke it, it's, it's special. It's an occasion. So to touch on the $100 cigar price point. Yeah. You see a lot of companies now been doing $100 cigars. Mm -hmm. uh, Ad Illusion Bowl put one out. That the NFT project, uh, Tatsuahe just did their NFT project that yeah. retails as a hundred bucks. Uh, you saw DTT release two new ones this the year, unicorns, two two new unicorns to the unicorn yeah. line. Uh, it seems like a lot of companies are getting into that hundred dollar price point cigar. Well, Davidoff, I think, was the OG with it with the Oro Blanco, but that's five. Yeah, yeah, which is insane. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, I'm sure it's great, but I. As a normal, sane human, unless you got fuck you money, I can't justify $500 on a cigar. Mm -hmm. Listen, I get it. And I I mean, I, I think you can you can blame Cuban tobacco and, and Havanos for for a lot of the uh, this price point escalation thing. Like, you know, people have an appetite for it. And, you know, a lot of it is these companies are saying hey listen you know we can create something that's that price point it's going to be it's going to cost them a lot to make it it's going to cost a lot to bring it to market it's going to cost a lot for packaging it's going to cost a lot to you know create that cigar but if there's an appetite for it and and people smoke it and see that hey yeah i spent a hundred dollars on it and it was worth it to me then you know the companies are created because it, it, if there's a demand, right? Oh, I. It's but it's not about, and I, I can't speak for other companies, but like it's not about just slapping a price point on a cigar and saying, "This is a hundred, this is two hundred, this is three hundred. Like, you know, you got to justify that. Yeah, like it has to back it up, and if it doesn't, it's going to be a flop, and that that'll happen real quick. It'll. I mean, after a couple of reviews. Oh yeah, it's just this gonna. This industry is known for if you're if you put out something that's dog shit, people yeah. are gonna say it's dog shit. Like, uh, obviously, you know, we talk about like justifying the hundred dollar price point. Mm. I think that's kind of the sweet spot for like that. But like, like you said, there's a market for everything in that. Like, what is it, Louis the Fourteenth? That's like yeah. a three thousand dollars for a bottle. Try. Caleb loves that, dude. I'm telling you, that's the best drink I've ever had in my entire. It's life. a cognac too, isn't it? I, I, I'm a fan of cognac. You know, I love me a little Remy. But uh, if you ever try that, the Thirteenth, uh, it's well worth the hundred sixty dollar price point for a shot. <clears throat> for a shot. <laughs> for a shot. It was a, it was I a, would, it was a wedding present, by the way. So like, I didn't pay for it. I would buy the hundred dollar cigar. I'd get more time out of that hundred and sixty dollar shot. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Personally. I can justify. I'm telling you, me personally, uh, if we're talking cigars and spirits, I can justify more money on a cigar than I can a spirit. I, that's I don't a know. whole bottle. Uh, that's a whole bottle. Of something yeah, but that you're looking to collect. Yeah. But you, but you know me, man. Yeah. Like, I'm a sharer. So, like, when I get something nice, I like to bring it out. I like yeah. to share it with my buddies and shit. I so, agree. like, how much of that 25 ounces are you really drinking? No, I'm, I, and I'm with you. And, and to, to me, if I was going to, to splurge on, on something, I mean, I guess I can't say that because I love good wine, too, though. So, and I'll spend on good wine um, because I think there's such a differentiation. But in, in many ways, I think it's a lot like cigars, like, you know, there are certain bottles that, yeah, you pay a hundred bucks for, and but I can walk out of there and say, yeah, that was worth every penny of of, of what I paid. Um, but I, I'm trying to think now, what's the most expensive? 
I guess the most expensive cigar I probably ever bought was probably, you'll laugh because it actually was in London. And I think I was there with my dad in, um, in Knightsbridge, and it was probably a, uh, a, uh, uh, a Ho de Monterey double Corona. And I, I would think it was probably like a hundred and it was like 50 euros. Yeah. So. <laughs> it was probably like 80 euro, which was probably like 110 bucks or something. But like, I was with my dad. You're in London. Mm-hmm. You're like, you have, we're, we're there for one night. I was coming back from, from Copenhagen and, and we, we spent a layover there. And like, so it, it's an occasion, right? Right. So that, see, that's an experience. So like, that, and I, and I, and that's what you sign up for. And that's like, like a cigar like Conviction. I, I don't I'm not expecting anybody to smoke that every day. Like that's that's your birthday. That's your like the wedding. Like you you make an occasion out of that cigar. I'm gonna be honest with you. If that's your wedding, that's probably not the cigar you want to smoke that day. Yeah. Yeah. Blitz. Yeah. There, no, there's just no there is no fucking for any man who's ever been married. <laughs> you're too busy. You're the only one. You're too busy to smoke a fucking hundred dollar <laughs> cigar. You can't. Give me Take yeah. that on your honeymoon. Give me the fucking twelve dollar cigar yeah. that I can put half you're, of it out. You're probably I'm right gonna take about three that. puffs. Hey guys, sorry I got to run. That you're right about. My fucking photographer won't leave me to fuck alone. Sorry if you listen to the show. Save that conviction for like your honeymoon. If you're doing <laughs> yeah, it, on it's like, like you yeah. smoke it on the beach. Like, no, but it'll be amazing. And that's the but but again, that's the concept behind behind a, a cigar in that price. And I think when these companies come out with with it with the higher price point stuff. Um, you know, I think everybody's a realist. They're not. They're not thinking like it's going to be anybody's everyday cigar. I think Oliva has a three hundred dollars cigar. Yeah, the yeah. gold one that they're just putting out. Yeah. Like, which, hey man, I hope I get the chance to smoke one. Um, you know, and and I'm I'm sure it's, it's very special. Um, but saw it at the show. What a presentation, man! Was it not? Yeah, I saw. I they had a box, s- right? I'm almost positive. I they had saw. A box. I yeah. saw a photo. Of it. I mean, it looked incredible. Yeah. I mean, we talked know, about it on the show. But you know, like I said, that that most people don't 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 play in in that realm of you know price point for cigars. Like you'll buy it, you'll have one, you'll enjoy it, but then you're like that you know, dude's back at the store looking for you know what can I smoke every day that I feel fair, like you know what's a fair price for how I enjoy it, whether it's. You know, a Rocky Edge or, you know, a 1999 or whatever it is. So, um, you know, it's 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 uncharted territory for a lot of these companies too, right? So The 99 was a Connecticut too, right? Yeah, it's, that's Connecticut, Connecticut as well. I so mean, that's that's an interesting conversation. I know Gio hit on that. It, did you want to talk about Connecticut? Yeah. So, like, I've heard this whole thing with manufacturers right now. Yeah. Most of their Connecticut's are almost impossible to come by mm-hmm. because they, they've had to reformulate them almost. Especially the broadleaf. Yeah. Right now. A lot of weather like, problems in Connecticut with the, the rainwater and like flooding. We talked about that too before. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Sorry, anyone who's listening. I sound like I'm <laughs> dying at the moment here, but I'm really not. It's just got a little. Uh, Stuffy nose going on. He's got AIDS. Got to, so, you got to drink more whiskey, bud. You can sleep you it keep off. You can yeah. sleep it off, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, like even so we had like recently we had Skip Martin on the show. He talked about how he actually had to completely re-blend one of his cigars because he doesn't have access to Connecticut anymore. Yeah. So I was just curious on Rockies and how that goes, especially with stuff like this that you know, a $21 price point cigar, I'm not saying that's an everyday smoke for everyone, but that's right. something that 
people can buy, you know, five, 10 at a time and, mm-hmm. you know, keep that stocked. So, um, you know, Connecticut is, is, uh, um, it's difficult. And actually, um, you know, who was really cool recently to listen to talk about it was, um, uh, Nick, um, from, uh, foundation, foundation, yeah. Manello. Yeah. yeah Manello. So he lives, I don't, I, I don't in, even understand how he, every one of his cigars, like if you look at any of the, uh, yeah. um, <clears throat> the tabernacle line, like, yeah, how is he getting all this? Well, you know, he lives in Connecticut and he so literally, sure. yeah, yeah. He, he, he lives on, on the farm. <clears throat> oh, yep. well that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, it was cool. Cause Nick, um, gave a, uh, a seminar recently at, we were down at the big smoke in Vegas and it was really interesting to listen to him from like the agricultural side of it. Right. So there's a number of problems. Um, yield is shit. Compared to what they yield out of Honduras, Nicaragua, uh, Ecuador. So the yield is shit on Connecticut. The cost is exuberant, right? You're talking 10, 10 times what it would cost, you know, 110 per pound in, in, instead of 10 per pound. You know, we're talking Because it's grown in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. And the yield is so low. And then, um, you know, the, 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 the latest one recently that uh, Nick didn't speak on this, but... Um, uh, someone told me recently, and, uh, and like I said, it's, it's not firsthand, it's secondhand, but, um, that sometimes it's more profitable for these guys to declare a, a lost crop for insurance purposes okay. than to have a extremely low yield crop. So like you've got that added to it. And then also there's in the broadleaf spectrum, especially um you've got mass market and and the cannabis industry buying that shit for wraps to use as oh, yeah no. yeah so the devil's lettuce exact little devil yeah. lettuce so <laughs> so there's a number of factors right that is that led to the the shortage of Connecticut tobacco and it's a sin because Connecticut shade and Connecticut broadleaf are stunning incredible tobaccos like you know i have a friend a manufacturer i won't name him but friend that's a manufacturer had a super high rated cigar and he used connecticut broadleaf on and then he'd have access to connecticut broadleaf and then he's you know he's screwed he's a smaller manufacturer too because like what does he do does he change the blend does he discontinue it does he make it different so then you're faced with that as a manufacturer, you know, you're faced with that. Like, okay, how do we do this? How do we navigate? You know, I mean, you want to make the cigar that everybody wanted, but you can't. Uh, you you can't get the tobacco that that was originally part of that that blend. So, that's that's a that's a that's a tough that's a tough call, right? And so, how do these guys get around stuff like that? I mean, obviously, you you talk to like discontinuing um you know declaring losses uh i mean what are ways to get around to, well for to like keep those as a manufacturer i mean money talks right so if you're a big swinging dick and you got a lot of cash and you're you know you can afford to pay more than the next guy or the other company then that helps but you also have to be smart. You can't waste money. You have a price point. You know you can't be frivolous in the way you're spending. But um, 
you know, I, I would imagine we're not a small manufacturer, but I can imagine as a small manufacturer, that's a major challenge, right? Like you got a guy like, like Rocky Patel that's going to come in and be like, yeah, I'll take it all. Because a lot of times we'll buy tobacco, we'll buy everything, and then we'll resell what we don't want. But just to access tobacco, the, the name of the game is tobacco, right? And that's what these guys like Fuente is so incredible with and, you know, uh, Padron and the, the, the larger legacy companies are incredible because they, they own so much tobacco. And that's the name of the game. So, you know, without it, you know, without the raw material, you're – so you're throwing darts. It's kind know? of funny how we uh, capitalism exists even in these like just real niche markets. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, hey, I'm a starter company. I really want some Connecticut broadleaf. Where am I going to get Connecticut broadleaf? Yeah. Well, here hey, you go. Yeah. I got a lot of it. Uh, yeah. How much are you willing to pay for it? Oh, if not, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Well, that's it because they're going to sell it. I mean, like, you know, and that's like. You know, I I have tons of respect for the uh, a lot of the, the, the smaller boutique brands and what they do, and uh, and also I recognize because we were there one day at, at a time, and I recognize how hard it is and how hard it is to access, you know, great tobacco, and because you know, it's it's a it's a money game, right? So, you know, also relationship. You know, you got to be a good person, good business people, do well by people, pay your bills, do that. Stuff. Like, so this is like the business end of it, right? But yeah, for sure. But, uh, you know, owning and, you know, we may want to buy two primings of Lejero from one particular farm that, that's not our own. And, you know, we'll buy everything. Just to get that one piece. Yeah. And then resell the other tobacco because we needed these two primings that we wanted, but you know, the, the guy's not interested in selling you those two. He wants he wants to sell everything he wants. Sure. So the move is you buy it all, and then you resell it, what so, you don't want to use. So when you run into a situation like that, right? Yeah. Uh, and you're just, like, reselling all the stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. In a way, that smaller guy, you know, they make out, too. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's everyone kind of wins. No, and they might get what they wanted, right? They may have wanted another product. We're not all after the same same sure. stuff the same material the same primings we're not uh you know to blend what they want to blend that might they may have no interest in what we want so yeah no absolutely it's that's the that's you know that's that's what's cool about it right well it's like uh i mean i go to the example would be like ep Carrillo with how they are with uh like crown heads like every now and then they give huber the key you know the the doors to the back factory for storage yeah. And that's how you get like a Lavaretta or something of that nature. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, EP ain't going to make sure that, you know, he's always going to be able to make the Encore, the Allegiance, the Pledge, all that stuff before anybody else gets their stuff. Yeah, uh, you're, you're, you're right. But, but that, and that's what's cool about like tobacco is, you know, there's good stuff out there. And, and also, you know, maybe somebody buys it and says, hey, you know, with two more years of fermentation, this is going to be incredible. Yeah. And maybe it's not wrapper, you know, because everybody's at the wrapper, right? Wrapper yield is super low. And that's the other thing with Connecticut. Like the yield of wrapper in Connecticut is so low. Everybody, if you're a farmer, all you want to grow is wrapper because you yeah. sell it for the most money. I yeah. also feel like it's just so delicate. It is. And and and, and that's why it's the most expensive. It's like, yeah, if I can grow 90% yield uh, wrapper, that's awesome. It would be right? cost, it would yeah. cost us. To yeah, like that'd be cool. Everyone wants to do that. But that's the other thing with Connecticut. Like the yield is so low on, on what, what's wrapper and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, like 
you know the 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 horse trading with tobacco is it's pretty cool and but there's less and less of it out there you know there's more entrance to the market and 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 finding good good quality tobacco is you know that that's the name of the game well i I appreciate that rocky at least resells it to people that have a vision for it because like i mean obviously some of these other bigger companies will take their scraps and make it into you know cigars that aren't quite as desirable uh i can think of one right off the top of my head i'm not gonna say it but i mean i think we already know exactly what it is they're typically flavored (laughs) yeah but yeah so and you guys know like a lot of uh like the tobacco they end up end up getting ends up being flavored a lot of times the very like bottom leaves of the plant they call them like velado the sand leaves yeah a lot of times that's what they use for infusion because that's what takes the flavor so easily too yeah. right so if you you're not using like heavy lajero that but like use that velado and that takes flavoring really well so it's more of a blank canvas. so like that's that's commonly you know not there's nothing wrong i mean listen, no, flavor I mean, is not my thing and by the way we make a lot of a flavored cigar called Java. Well, we don't make it, but Drew Estates makes right. It. Like the I, that's. Yeah. I mean, I'll say it. That was, I was thinking Drew Estate uses every product for like the acid line and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not shitting on it by any means because no, there's some yeah, people yeah. that love to smoke Drew Estate acid. Dude, I'll take. I a, I'd take a, I would love a penny. Like all time. I would love a penny for every <laughs> blondie they sell. I would be living on an <laughs> island somewhere, and I mean it's incredible. So you know we like. You remember, we're like... They're this, like the black and mild of cigar yeah. cigars. Like I mean, it's incredible. Uh, can you imagine the premium number? black and mild? <laughs> like, the number <laughs> that they that they must produce without cigars, is, it's incredible. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's not what, like what we focus on and what we talk about. You yeah. Know, uh, especially, like... And for our listeners, I have to clarify. I'm not saying, like... Oh, Drew Estate makes garbage products because that's absolutely not true. No, 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 it's just they use everything. I think of all these like boutique blenders that come out of Drew Estate, Drew Estate, and they're all yeah, it's all all great, all great. It's awesome, but right, it's it's a but it's a different product, right? Right, like Java for for us is is an incredible product. It's a huge seller. It's an infused cigar. I meet more people on a. You know, a, a weekly they'll they'll buy a box of Sangro Maduro and he's like, um, my guilty pleasure, Java. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> you know, it's but it's it's wild. Like you'd be shocked, you'd be really surprised, like the number of people who like just fit that into their like regular rotation of cigars that they they like to like smoke and enjoy. I'm I'm always surprised, but like the numbers don't lie. Like I, it like production, it's it's incredible. I think they're definitely more likely to attract first-time smokers, mm-hmm. like in the cigar industry. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing on the FDA side of it, but yeah. you know, we could talk about that, about that for days. But you know, typically, like if, for example, a first-time smoker smoking this white label, this is definitely going to be an easier smoke than you know, like a DBS. Yeah, like hands down. I, but I think the important thing to mention there. We say first-time smoker. We're not talking about children, right. youth, <laughs> adolescents. We're talking about people who want to try and get into smoking a fine cigar. Correct. So 21 that, and up. Yeah, yes, absolutely. I mean, 
kids aren't interested in cigars. I mean, that's just that's the that's the plain truth, right? No, children, kids are not interested in cigars. But it may be a guy that's like, hey, you know, and I'll try to if there's something a little sweet, a little mellow, or it's like, you know, when you start drinking coffee. Like I remember, I used to like, you know, cream and sugar. You know, D- double doubles. Yeah, I went from triple triple to double double to now just one and one. And then some days it's just black coffee. Exactly. And if I am cream and sugar, it's one and one. And that and that's the evolution. Like I kicked the sugar out of my coffee like years ago. I got rid of that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm. Did was... you do it for health reasons though? Well, you know what? I not I, like health concerns or anything. I but used like you're to, just like, oh, I want to be healthier. I don't want to have did. the extra sugar. I did. I, and then I went to Splenda for a while, oh, which is just as bad, if not worse. Bro, I it's had this. So me- bad. I had this metallic taste in my mouth. That I couldn't shake, and I had it for like a few months. I'm like, man, I can't get rid of this metallic taste. I'm like, this something's going on. And and I was I was working in a in a cigar bar at the time, and, and I'm like, one one by one, I started like eliminating things to try to figure out what this metallic thing was. Finally, I got to like the Splenda in my coffee. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get rid of this Splenda and see if we get rid of this metallic taste. Sure enough. Artificial sweeteners are weird, man. Well, they say that aspartame is like, it's worse. Your body can actually digest sugar easier than it can the aspartame. So it, it can't be, it can't be great for you. So yeah. I, 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 but you I, feel better. You feel yeah. healthier. You put yeah, the you're like, oh, yeah, I put the Splendor. It's great. But yeah, I got rid of the Splendor. But like, it's the same. It's kind of, I, I do feel like cigar is a pretty good analogy. Like people maybe, you know, they start, they have a, a Java or they, you know, they start with a, um, you know, whatever it might be, some type of flavored cigar, and then they they really get turned on by, you know, the experience. I like to light it. I like to smoke it. What else is there? And then they, you know, it's like a book. They start reading more and more, and they're, like, interested in the product, and, you know, it's awesome. So anything that introduces more people to the to the, the craft, I'm, I'm all for it, you know? I really, I, I think that's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think, too, like, especially with cigars lately, like, they're kind of on like a, a a comeback, if you will, of like that cool thing you see celebrities doing it. You see sports figures mm-hmm. smoking them after games, like the Raiders smoked them after their like yeah. two wins. Yes, yes. Max Crosby going on some rant. <laughs> DTH always smoking them on the yeah. podcast. You know, tune in. Yeah, right. Shameless yeah. plug. Yeah, I love that show. Yeah. Down to earth. <laughs> yeah. Great guys. Great host. Um, I had a quick question. Just going back to uh, the white label that we're smoking right now. Jerry said a couple minutes ago, delicate with the with the wrapper, and when you're actually holding this thing, it, it does feel really delicate and almost velvet like. Yeah, and I I definitely appreciate that because, you know, a good Connecticut makes for a nice easy smoke. And then uh, my other question I had about the white label. So I think in the beginning you said it was aged two years, mm-hmm. and then on the wrapper it says aged ten years. Is that like to the tobaccos? And yeah. it is aged ten years. It's it's a it. So that that Connecticut shade wrapper is a is a ten year old wrapper. Oof. So that's fermented ten years. Um, you know, then when we make the cigar, that goes after it's out of the pilon. The cigar is made. It's it's in a in a wheel that goes in in cedar. You know, in in storage for two years. So yes, it's a ten year old wrapper. So I, we were twenty three and twenty two, yeah. Caleb. And then mm-hmm. ten years later, it ended up in Max's book bag, and now here it is. <laughs> and that what? But yeah, like again, is, this that, is part of the problem. Yeah. Like when you talk about like price point in cigars, and you talk about different, like this is this is things that go into you know like 
you're using old tobacco. Well, there's to, an age tax. For yeah, sure. like, it, well, to, it's it's to get a f- that flavor, right? You mm-hmm. you know that's the what we're looking for. That's what we want it to taste like. There's a certain when you make it when you develop a cigar. Like I think one of the cool things from a manufacturer side, like you know, I probably take it a little more for granted, but then I step back, I think about it more and more. It's really cool, like to sit back and we we you know smoke different blends make different blends and we think about like what do we want to make right that's kind of neat like what do you want do you want it to be medium full do you want it to mild medium like what what is what is the goal and like to sit sit there and like the, to blend it and it's not just you know i i i guess if you're really small and like hyper focused then you can just say like we only make this one style of cigar um and then you know we we i would say are are a little wider where we make more blends you know like you know we we've created more blends we're we're a larger company we have access to a lot of tobaccos we buy a lot of tobaccos and we'd like to create somebody something for like you don't see um you know i would say if i watch like what rocky or niche are smoking like i'll see them smoke a white label occasionally um early on especially in like the churchill format but you know he doesn't smoke that late in the night so it's it but it's not it's not everything's not blended to your own personal taste i guess is what i'm saying like sometimes you blend something and say hey we want to make a great mild cigar or a great medium bodied cigar to touch on that what's that like being on like a panel when you're sitting there with like Rocky and Nish and you Always guys are going over argue and shit talk. <laughs> I can imagine. Fuck and you know, Rocky's always right and you know, it's it's actually a lot of fun. Um Who has the final say? RP. I've, okay. No, well, doubt, no his, doubt. His name's on the label, I feel yeah. you know. Yeah. What do you normally pair it with? Uh um, like you guys are sitting there smoke uh, smoking and trying out so, test blends. So uh like the official drink of like the Rocky Patel company if you're like at a bar you're drinking johnny walker black label oh i, and, I love johnny and, walker and, black. and it's because of the accessibility yep. it's everywhere it's reasonably priced they don't gouge you for it in a bar in you know vegas whatever but um <clears throat> you know if we're like at, at like at rp's house like you know on the lanai and and trying something new then then you know then there's a bunch of options like you know Rocky's a huge red wine drinker. So oh, we'll, see, I thought you were gonna say blue. I've no, uh, dude, dude, Johnny I, blue. I laugh at RP. He gets gifted all kinds of bottles of blue label. Like, I think in at his house, he's probably got like a hundred unopened bottles that people gift him. But like, he drinks black, and I'm sure he likes blue. But like, he's like a principal guy, and he like drinks black. Oh, the the black is just like great. <laughs> I think it's that's just a great go to. We we've had this bottle here from so, uh, one of Jerry's neighbors. It's been a go-to, and every once in a while, I'm like, I gotta just hit that. Yeah, I gotta a, hit it. It's a, there's nothing. Wrong, there's nothing wrong. With, so that is like the official like at, at RP. You're always, but like for a special drink, like um, Rocky and I both love uh, Ardbeg Ugadel. It's a it, it's a it's a single malt. It's awesome. It's sherry cask. It's really special, and that's a that's a that's a great and then again i think like there's some certain red wines that that work really well um and and you know like uh we'll we'll mess around with some of that but um 
you know, me personally, I, I I'm a coffee and an espresso guy, but Rocky and and his brother Nish and and, and Nimish, they're not really big coffee guys. So um, I'll 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 be like into the coffees and where they're they're not so much. So it's interesting, but that's a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's a lot of shit talking. It's a lot of like, we have one guy in our office, uh, Adam, who's got a really great palate, and like Rocky, he's first to give Adam, you know, like all the stuff to try because <laughs> he really respects his palate and he's got a and Adam has an unbelievable palate. He really does. He's been with us for like twenty years, and um, you know, he's not afraid to speak his mind either. Like. Sure. Some people are like, "Oh, it's good. It's not good." You know, like, like you got to sure. be, ho- you got to be honest. Like, and I think those guys having people like that in your company, they're very valuable. Uh, and and I don't even think you can put a price on how valuable that is. I, like yeah. a guy that can just tell you and tell the big boss, dude, and be honest. It fucking sucks, bud. Yeah, it sucks, and I, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. it tastes like, like change something because this ain't it. It tastes like tobacco, man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> well, it's, it's dangerous to just have yes, man. Sure, like, that's yeah. da- mm-hmm. that's dangerous. Like, oh, it's so good. Like, it, a lot, I love it. Like, we've had some packaging things that I've like looked at, and I'm like, man, I don't really like that. Like, I, I and you know, we've had disagreements, or you know, I, I think this act, that doesn't look great, or maybe needs a secondary band, or whatever it might be. And like, you know, we always say, oh, you, yeah, you don't you don't smoke bands, right? We love to say that as an industry, like, but. But people rea- buy off of bands. Yeah, <laughs> that's the reality. You walk into a humidor, and if it says twelve dollars, and it looks like it should be three dollars, <laughs> it's going to take a lot of effort to get me that guy who's working the humidor that 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 tobacconist is going to have to tell me like, I know this looks like shit, but it tastes great. Like you know how hard you have to work at that. So yes, we don't smoke bands, but the product has to look the part. Well, I think that's where Rocky sticks out so much because if you look at their bands and you look at their box and their presentation, I mean, you get like an elegance. Uh, I I think just uh, going back in the last year, the DBS box. I mean, this thing's embroidered. It's fucking, it's got like leather on it. What a really good looking box. Uh, And then on top of it, the product inside the box is unbelievable. Well, that's like, that's the thing, right? You got to have both, both components. Well, Well, Anyone who says that people don't smoke bands, then every single company would put that little white band because there are countries that ban yeah. anything other than a w- completely white band that says what the cigar is. Right. So if that were the case, they call it plain packaging. Right. That plain yeah. packaging, they would save the cost because yeah. I'd imagine this probably adds you know three to six dollars production costs that ev- you know. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, of course, there's causes associated with, with you know, packaging. It's just, you'd be a liar if you said there wasn't. Um, but you know, we work our best to beat down that cost and put the most into the product, into the, into the cigar itself. Uh, you know, I mean, but it has to, it has to also look the part. And you know, if you look at the great products out there, most of them do. You know, they 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 look the part at least of of what you feel like. Yes, I spent this. I value it to 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 this extent, and you know it. But yeah, there's the branding matters. matters. <laughs> well, sure, of course, of course it does. You know, what do you think the most important part besides the product? What do you think the the most important part of selling a cigar is? 
All right, you're gonna have to or making it making it stand out. Like like, like is it the band? I'm, is it the box? Is it both? Is it well right away? Is it, it how the rapper looks on the cigar? It's a it's a visual right away, right? So in it, it's in an identity. Like take like, me to your take me to your drawing board, right? You guys are coming up with a fresh idea, yeah. right? I'm imagining it starts at a at a table, sure, or through a phone call. Hey man, I was up at three in the morning. My family's annoying the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. I came up with this brilliant idea. So I, I, I does it start at a board? I for us, it starts with the blend, right? We we there's literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of blends that we smoke, and then we hit on one, and they're all factory codes, right? Like LB one, LB six, LB twelve, like just a factory code. You hit on one that you like smoke, and you say that's pretty special. So. You know, then after you, you you taste it, right? Then the next thing is is okay. Well, you know, how do you do you name it? Do you brand it? Do you box it? Do you band it? But like, it starts with the cigar and the tobacco, and 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 finding something that you think is a standout because you don't just make a new cigar for the to make a new cigar. You make a new cigar because you say, "Wow, we love that blend. Like that's that's really good." You know, we we like that. We 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 think that smokes well. But then, you know, from a a, a like a behind the scenes uh, perspective, you have to you have to look at you know, do you make something just like that? Is that going to just cannibalize your own? Yeah, something else you make, and then the next argument that we have in all the time is like, oh, it's better to cannibalize yourself than to let somebody else do it, right? So we always have that conversation. But um, it really starts with the cigar and finding something that you think is special that you've blended and said like hey or like in the case of the white label um finding something like hey maybe we don't have a um a connecticut shade that's in that super premium category that that you know and and you start to work and say okay what can we what can we do? Can we blend something that 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 tastes um, the way we want it to taste, and 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 you know create this cigar? So that is a lot of fun. The creative that that creative side of it is really enjoyable. So I've touched on this before. The last time you were on the show, <clears throat> you're a young guy in the industry. You just started off in the industry. Um, how do you even get to a position like that where you're sitting around at a round table with these dudes? These 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 big heads, these uh, you know almost Mount Rushmore esque figures in the cigar industry, you're you're sitting in there in this round table and you have such a big say in this company and and you're just like the young guy at the table, like what's that like? I mean, is it intimidating at first? So I mean I, I am, you know it's a it's a small industry, right? Sure. So and you guys have access to all all these guys and you speak with them pretty regularly and um. It's super small. It's super cool, but um, I, I would say, for for well, anyway, for me or for a lot of people, like the retail is kind of the path. Like they start in retail. Most of the reps that I that that I have that I work with on my team are guys that, for the most part, started in 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 some sort of retail. Um, some are consumers originally, but but. Like just having the knowledge, right? Just uh, 
knowing cigars, knowing the market, knowing what they like, knowing the taste, knowing the flavor profile, knowing other brands, which I think is a really important thing that people forget, right? Like, Absolutely. Like you walk in, you're a consumer, and you say, oh, my God, um, I'm so happy to be at this Rocky event. I'm like, great. Do you smoke our stuff? No, I haven't. Well, what do you like? Well, I, I'm gonna. Uh, I love Oliva V. I love. Well, it's important for me to know what Oliva V tastes like, because sure. then I could say, hey, you know what? Those guys make amazing cigars. Um, let me show you something in our line that might be to your liking. But like, just having that knowledge of like other products and smoking other stuff, I think, as a manufacturer, to me personally, is 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 important because. You know, you got to know what's out there, what's on trend, like what's good, what what you know, what are people loving, you know, what what you know. To me, that that's important. Like, you, it almost seems a little ignorant to me if you. Not, no offense, to any manufacturers that do it, but like, only smoke their own stuff. Have never smoked another cigar. Have never tried anything. Else. Like, well, don't you want to know what's what's going on out there? Like, you know, what 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 do people like? So this is actually like a question I ask a lot of guests. Like, if you weren't smoking Rocky Patel, mm-hmm. or you won't, you weren't smoking whatever company you work for stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what do you like to smoke? What do you? What do? You, what like? What? What is like a go-to cigar if it wasn't your cigar? You know. Um. I mean, it, it's brands. No, it's, blends. Like, is there a cigar that you're like, man, I, I really love this cigar, and I'm not afraid to go out there and say it. I love the cigar. Um. Yeah, sure. There's there's a num there's a number of cigars that I really like. Um. My my best friend since childhood, since three or four years old, is the sales director for my father's cigars. And when I was young and in the business, I was a broker for them originally. Um, so when they were, you know, early on El Rey de los Habanos before they were my father's cigars. So I, I really like a lot of the Garcia stuff. Um, so naturally, a lot of the stuff that, that they make with, with Pete Johnson as well, I like a lot of their stuff. Um in another vein, like a totally different vein, I I like a lot of the Fuente product. I think they do an incredible job. It's Dominican. We don't make anything in the Dominican, so like there's a number of flavor profiles that I'll smoke, and I'll and I'll smoke Fuente stuff, and I'm like, man, that's really good and and really different, you know. And and then uh, you have a ton of respect, obviously, for what they've done and accomplished, and 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 they're awesome people. So I like that. Uh, I, you know, if I, I have a, every time I smoke a Padron, I'm like, wow, this is great too. I, and and I, I know them and, you know, have a relationship with them as, as, as friends, right? So you smoke the cigars. And so there's, there's actually a, a lot of product that I enjoy and enjoy it for different reasons. And whether it's made in a country that we don't make cigars or stylistically just different from our cigars, I, I think there's, a lot of great stuff out there and and that's the reason why i I like to see if somebody you know i I recently had a guy that was doing um some work in my house and i think he had must have been in my basement and saw like a shitload of cigar stuff (laughs) and he was a really cool guy and it turns out he's like a, a, a unbelievable huge cigar smoker but like into it like micro brands and like mm. m- he was spitting out stuff and i'm like i was shocked like what you know the stuff that came out and uh he brought me like a bag of like you know a bunch of you know off 
don't want to say off brand, but non legacy brands, right? Sure. Small stuff, cool stuff. And uh I smoked my way through, you know, all that stuff just to just to try it. So I don't know that I have like a, a one brand that I that I, I like, but I, I I really enjoy smoking uh a plethora of cigars to see what else is out there, see what else tastes good and, and just for a change of pace, right? It's funny you bring up uh Fuente. Because I, I know there's a lot of guys out there that can be these boutique cigar smokers. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I don't like those legacy brands. And these are the same guys that closet smoke Fuente all mm-hmm. day, mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. They always chase the rare uh, Fuente cigars. Yeah. They can say whatever they want, man. Mm-hmm. We know good products. Mm-hmm. You can't uh, you can't deny it. You can't forget about those legacy brands. We had Travis Pappenheim on. And it's like, you, you can't forget about those brands. There's so many exciting brand new brands and people out there it's just like you can't forget about the ogs dude i mean and you know all due respect to 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 manufacturers on all kinds of different scales of size and you know where they are but you know um tobacco is the name of the game right and owning tobacco a lot of tobacco not being a prisoner to one crop like not losing a brand because I didn't have Harold that year, so like that's important. So le- these legacy manufacturers, man, they make some incredible stuff, and you know they own a lot of tobacco, and that's that's a challenge as a small manufacturer, right? You, you you're you know you can make a short run of of something, but like you know um, you you only have so much of whatever it is, which is awesome and it's cool, and we you know we we all we are bourbon guys too, so we like that, like it's cool. But there's something to be said for like being, you know, will it, and you know, being able to produce the same. I wish I could be more of a will it guy. <laughs> I don't have that pocket. <laughs> but like, there's something to be said like for the the legacy brands and the and the amount of tobacco that they have, they control, they use, and the consistency from, you know. Oh. Imagine making a Chateau Fuente taste the same for forty years, well, and they what always they do. do is. That's like you said, hard to do. Yeah, like, you can it, even on the. Uh, I feel like most people understand it with beer. Okay, like mm-hmm. Coors Light has tasted the same since it came out. A hundred and to make something taste the same when crops change, things like that. Like, dude. So it, I'll, it's I'll, just. I'll, I'll tell you some one of the most interesting things that I did. Uh, I went last January. My friend is the um good friend of mine is the master brewer what do we got next what are we gonna do 60 we're gonna do 60 all right yeah let's do that so my my friend and nobody shoot me but uh my friend he is the master brewer in in syracuse new york at anheuser-busch at the the budweiser facility so i went with him last january to do like a an entire brewery tour and my god the amount of sophistication that goes into making that product and yeah it's budweiser or it's bud light or whatever like and it's not exciting it's not made to be exciting but when you see the quality control that goes into that holy shit yeah, I mean, if, if only their marketing team followed yeah. the same kind of <laughs> no, quality yeah, control. Yeah, yeah so, they they dropped the ball now on big time. But well, wow, like the it, it the and how much of it is automated and like you can't even make a mistake. 
like because it's it's automated and from like the hops that are pelletized they're not actually like hop flowers they pelletize the hop like just the the quality control and like anheuser-busch is pretty incredible like the way their marketing team sucks but <laughs> but they're they 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 just buy everything like so well, like hops farms they own them all like they control like the, uh, the the world's hops like you get what's left over well not many people know this too but like anheuser-busch is responsible for like 90% of the patents that how like food is transported yeah. well they they pretty much invented created, refrigerated cars yeah for they like to pasteurization to, they yeah. they invented all of that it's in, it's insane and like to watch that like on a you know and and not just like the 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 runabout tour like to do it with my buddy that runs that facility he's literally a scientist right and to to run around there and like see how it's done it, it's incredible and um you know there's not really an, a, a cigar equivalent to that because it's almost know, impossible to match. Yeah. And this scale and we're so small, you know what I mean? But like it, it gives you something to strive for in terms of qual- like quality and, and consistency. You look and you're like, wow, you know, what's so different. We talk about, and maybe I mentioned it last time on the show, if I did just turn your you know, radio, radio down for a minute. But what's so cool is like, I'm a, I'm a wine drinker, right? I, I love wine. And I fully accept in wine that the vintage from 09 to 10, the 11s, the 12s, the 15s, they taste different, right? And they adjust their prices accordingly. If 15 is an amazing vintage, I'm going to pay more for 15s. That's just how it's priced. So... Same thing in cigars, except it's not. We deal with the same thing that they do in grapes, right? Good yield, bad yield, good crop, bad crop. But a guy says, I want to smoke a Rocky Patel decade. And I'm like, yeah, but this year the crop was different. They don't give a shit about that. They want it to taste like the decade that they bought 10 years ago, three years ago, six months ago. There's no... And I can't price it differently. There is no room for, you know, air. They yeah. want the product that they want. So it's very interesting because in wine, it's a vintage. In cigars, it's a vintage. But there is no... You don't get the pass. <laughs> no. I can't... We can't say this was a really good year plus two bucks. Like that, not yeah, not having it, like doesn't work or like way. yeah, like this this year was kind of average, you know, like knock 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 a buck off, you know, it, just, it doesn't happen like that. So that's one of like the interesting things on the on the like the agricultural side of it that that that's uh that's very different from you know other agricultural products where you have that yeah you know land. built in built in you know like same with like even bourbon right like that barrel's amazing yeah. That's warehouse C. But that's how I, I, I don't understand how they do that shit because this is so uh, dependent on the environment that it's in and how it's, I, I mean, it can always be different. Well, one and, little thing can be different. Well, it tastes completely you, different. And that's it. And that's, you, you've been to Kentucky. You, 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 I've been there. You've done yeah. barrel tastings and you, you, based on where the stupid thing was in a warehouse, the flavor is different. And you're like, how's that possible? But it is. Five feet. Great. 
Yeah. Other five feet, disgusting. Well, that's why I mean, <laughs> I respect wild. those legacy uh, whiskey brands as well, like Jack Daniels. Absolutely. I mean, they've been putting out the same product. Maker's Mark, Old Makers. Forester, like these guys, like that's that's incredible, man. Mm-hmm. So I actually been getting really into like the Jack Daniels, uh, like their craft, you know, like their new bonded, their their special releases that they do. I mean, they're getting experimental out there, and yeah. they're putting out some crazy stuff. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to have that. I have. I have bonded. I, I think the first time I had bonded was up. It got a big rating. I went to my dad's house. Of course, he had a bottle. He loves ratings. So he had like a bottle there, and I'm drinking it. And I'm like, wow. Like, you know, in my mind, I would never have bought a, you know, a bottle of Jack Daniels you know, no disrespect, but I just, but that's not like in my mind what I would have had. Hard to sleep on the 2022 Whiskey Advocate Whiskey of the Year. And then you have it and you're like, yeah, that's really good. What's funny though too is there's people, so like I think of like I had my diaper party already recently and the place has a lot of like. You wearing diapers now? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I love when people make that fucking joke. It's so fucking corny. I love it. You have to. It's a dad joke. It is. As a a dad of a couple. So I. So I I love it, man. It makes uh, sense. My dad, like, he only drinks Jack. Like, that's his thing. And. My dad loves Jim Beam. And he went to ask for it and they didn't have it. And he's Uh like, uh, I don't know, something that tastes like shit. Yeah. They had to find like some Tennessee whiskey, and it's just funny though. Like their recipe number seven has been recipe number seven yeah, for like, like fifty five years. Like there's something incredible. I mean, there's something incredible about that, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's 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 super. You know, to be able to do it, do it consistently, make that consistently. That's like, but also the fact that like the shocked face that like my dad had. Oh, you don't have Jack. What? Yeah, like exactly. I hope they didn't give your dad the uh, the old dickle. You know? Oh no! <laughs> don't sleep on it, guys. Yo, dude, we, we be sleeping on the dickle, man. I know. I know. I took a little break, but I gotta say, I know we're on a cigar number two, but that white label, whew, I've never smoked it before. Damn good cigar. Dude, the cigar is damn good cigar. <laughs> Kazoon height. The cigar the cigar Sorry, is guys. good. It 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 hits on like all the cylinders that it, I I think that it was blended to taste like um you know and this uh this will be very different. This is the this is the 60 uh that we're going to smoke next which um we made for Rocky 60th birthday. That was the whole reason for the 60 and um this was the number two cigar of the year last year cigar aficionado some would Uh, some would argue the number one non-cuban in the free world we like to say it was the number one cigar in the free world absolutely um so really sophisticated blend again i think this is a, a solid medium plus you know more in that um it's it's definitely not mild. Um, again, another two year age cigar, um, San Andreas Mexican wrapper, um, binder. It's kind of interesting on this, Connecticut. And then it's got I don't know if we say that publicly or not, but this is no public, right? What's that? <laughs> I said I don't know if we say what the binder is publicly, but. Um, the binder is really it, it's excellent. It's super floral, tons of flavor, and then um, we've got fillers from uh, Nicaragua mainly in this cigar, and then we box press it. 
Which, which I didn't realize that the cigar was actually box pressed. And I'm also glad we didn't smoke this on the show because we had a conversation about smoking this on the show, and I'm glad that we saved it for uh, you know your presence, my friend. So this cigar is, I mean, if 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 I had to smoke just one of our cigars, like forever, this this would be it. And conviction, of course. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I ain't smoking a hundred dollar cigar all day, but. This is, um, you know, the retail on this is like seventeen dollars. It's not, it's not inexpensive, but um, it's accessible. And um, I don't know if you guys have ever, you may or may not have, but how much uh, the box press influences a, a flavor in a cigar. I love box press cigars. It's, it's incredible. If I gave you this exact same cigar in the round, you. <laughs> could smoke it side by side and you may think it's not may you would probably say it's a different cigar which is really interesting i'm with geo i do love a good box press and i just got to say right away just going from taste wise from the white label to this completely different on the palate oh my gosh like night and day but i mean it is a connecticut uh connecticut shade on the white Mm -hmm. And then you got, uh, you said San Andreas. So, yeah, right away, the difference is amazing, but the quality, just as good. Yeah, I I mean, like, the flavor profile couldn't be more different, right? Oh, completely. Yeah, right away, you you get it right on the initial light, even on the cold draw. Yeah, yeah, you get that deep cherry, get that kind of like that that, that cola, like that that cedar on the cold draw, and then you light it up, and it's... um, I mean, it, it, it's 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 really a, a special blend, and the the way that this these tobaccos work together is is, is pretty special. And the box press kind of lends to uh, the the sophistication of the of the cigar. And uh, I this is definitely one of you know not one of this is this is my favorite blend. And again, like you know, you use your eyes, right? And I love I love that band. I like to, I like to look at that cigar. Like if I was at a cigar bar, it sounds stupid, but like, I like I I would like to have that cigar in my hand. It looks great. Like it just is a really proper looking band with the way the red and the gold. And I know that's silly, but again, you shop with we all shop with our eyes. Whether whether it's you know a bottle of bourbon or a cigar, and it, it so it does look the part. And the the box on this is like this red lacquer that's really really nice as well but um at the end of the day it's all about the tobacco and what's in it and i think this one this one does the job well uh presentation wise like that gets a 10 just banned in the box alone i've seen this in stores looks amazing on a shelf but like we're getting into a little bit of labels earlier just anything rocky patel puts out consistently the labeling it always you're getting a consistent label and product all the time and it looks great on the shelf whether it's like uh lower priced rocky or like you know those ones in new york hitting 25 and above prices yeah. it always you know you're getting a high quality rocky patel product anytime you see it on the shelf so the, and the other the, the other thing that's that's important right is is um consistency in the in the cigar from cigar to cigar to cigar like having cigars that burn well that draw well that like do what they're they're supposed to do. You spend a lot of money, your hard earned money on these things, and like they should perform, right? You spend fifteen bucks on a cigar, like 
and then you you get home and it's plugged or it doesn't burn well or mm-hmm. you know like that that's to me probably the most frustrating thing to this right? day we talk about when for his birthday i bought him a year of the uh ox from davidoff 60 dollars cigar here it was probably even more i don't remember how much uh, the thing blew up on him oh man fear like First off, the Zodiac series, you know how that is. That's mm. the thing. And it, you're just mad. Mm. So It was painful. That's I look forward strange. to it, man. You know what? I, I mean, listen, it's, and it, it's, it's a handmade product. It happens. But at the same time, like, you, you don't want your name associated with it when it happens. Like you, right. You know, and that's why, and I would say to anybody that's listening, if you have ever a cigar of ours and i can't speak to other companies because i don't know how they operate but if you ever have a problem with our product our cigars rocky patel walk into the store that you bought the product from tell them what the issue with the product was and they all know because they've all dealt with me directly that they pick up the phone to me, we they can replace that product out of their stock, and I'll make good on it on on their end. Like so, that's that's a no brainer. If if you ever ever find a product, a Rocky Tail product that has an issue, that you bought it, you know, uh, your store, you go right there, tell them what the issue is. The store will make good on it, and 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 we'll make good on it, so that, it won't hurt your store. You know, your your brick and mortar. We'll we'll take care of it. And uh but at the end of the day, you know, sometimes shit happens, right? It, it's a handmade product, so there is variance. The goal is to limit it and make it, you know, a, a very rare occurrence that, that you have something happen like that. But it happens. It's 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 good to have a company that'll stand behind yeah. your product though. And that's I, very I feel important. Like a good portion of the companies do do that. I, I agree with that. Like I mean, I also think too that's more of a consumer education thing as well. Like, yeah, I, I I agree I agree with that, and I and I also think like you know someone may feel like hey I don't want to hurt, I bought it locally I don't want to hurt the guy, but like if it's our product I whoever that guy that store that is that he calls me and says hey listen I got a guy who's a regular you know. Uh, decade smoker or 60 smoker and he had uh an issue with like you know three cigars in a row or something well geez man we'll make it right you know 100 percent. and i guarantee you that's maybe happened like five times it doesn't like, have it doesn't happen often i can tell you that. like and i'm talking that's probably in your tenure mm-hmm. like it's rare like you know it's rare but at the same time you know I, things happen and you know sometimes it's our fault there's also user error you know, which we, True. you know, sometimes, you know, you talked about a split cigar. I've I've seen a guy smoke like a Cameroon at a Bill's tailgate outdoors. You got the hot cherry and a wrapper that's a millimeter thin and it cracks. Well, like, of course it, it did. You know, I mean, you can't say like to a guy like, a, well, you can't smoke that cigar outside, you know, but. You know, there's there's things that you know we don't always do perfect <laughs> perfectly. Sure, there, sure. There, especially there, weather change too. Yeah, yeah. well, spe- and like and cold to hot, 
Dude. Hot, it's a cold. And especially, like, think where we all live. We're all in Buffalo, New York, right? There's shipping. When you see a cigar sits on a truck, right? It comes from Florida for the most part. And then it sits on a on a UPS truck. You know, this is why we more and more of us use, you know, the Bovida packs in 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 shipping to kind of regulate. But just temperature, right? You you ship in the summer versus ship in the winter. You know, it comes off the truck. It was sitting over the weekend. It sat, it sat for Saturday, Sunday at UPS, and then it gets delivered on Monday. They're frozen. <laughs> yeah, like there, there's an acclimation period, right? I mean. They're not as delicate as we all like to pretend. Like people, are like my humidor went to sixty-two for one day. Are they going to be okay to smoke? Like, bro, yes. Yeah, you know, like, I used to be like that, but yeah. Now I realize these things are like. I mean, for the most part, they're built like tanks, man. I mean, it, it they could be, are. It could be a week or two if the if it drops a little low. It, that, just fix uh, it. That's, it'll it'll fix itself. That's very true. Unless oils really dissolve for sure. a prolonged period of time like i mean these are they're they're, they're you know they're pretty versatile right you, sure. you know they can they can take a little but i will know, off the truck is a real term because like it takes a little bit for things to acclimate ask geo he'll tell you i'll get shit delivered to my house i'll be out of town i'll be like geo you got to go on my front mm-hmm. porch and you need to bring that shit <laughs> yeah grab it so i've helped them out before that. Yeah. i've done it before i was gonna say yeah. i think i've done that yep, before, yeah yeah like hey caleb i need you to go grab something for me off my porch just bring it in the house yep, and I've if uh and if you though. do that for me i'll make sure that you yeah, get one of them. yeah no but it, but but it it absolutely is true right i mean they're they're they are also there's a sensitivity like you gotta they'll come back but you know it, but it, to even touch on that, like, we had the really bad snowstorm last year. My place lost power, and obviously my heat was tied to it. I was fine. Yeah. I went to just stay at, was with, at my girlfriend's place. And all my cigars are fine. Like, yeah. Like, granted, you're like, oh, that's like an afterthought. You're like, oh, I hope I just didn't yeah. lose all of my cigars. Yeah, no. Pray. <laughs> I can no. assure you, you probably didn't. No. Yeah. Yeah. They they are they are far more resilient than we like we give them credit for and like you know I know people you know fuss about a couple you know humidity points here and there but they'll be fine but I will tell you this one of my one of my pet peeves um is you know I I really like our reps my reps the folks that I work with to take care of their product and their samples and stuff that I give them. Like I hate if I get in my rep's car and they, and I always will smoke, you know, samples that we've sent to check to see how they're keeping their product. Cause if I smoke dry product, I get so mad. Yeah. Rightfully so. I mean, that is travel. I mean, uh, think of a car, man. Uh, 70 degrees outside what's it in the car uh cold day in the car it's fucking 20 degrees Hot in the days car 120 that's what i'm saying I, it just and like that's got to affect a product oh, so much dude the like and that's my one thing and i and i and my our reps are, are are incredible we have an unbelievable team but like when we start and we're training and bring somebody onboarding and like my big thing is guys take care of your samples because like that product should not sit in your car overnight. Like, please take a small cooler, which works really well, 
with you know humidity packs and even with it. long-term storage i can attest to that yeah amazing i'm i'll be the first one to tell you i use cooler doors like same i'd love it i'd Me love too. to tell you i have some gorgeous like uh Taj Mahal. I, use I have cooler a thirty dollar giant igloo cooler, dude. They're amazing. Like you don't have a ranching, of, yeah. You know they're amazing. They hold humidity. Like I, 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 I should tell everybody they got to go out and buy you know an Ellie Blue or whatever. But you know the reality is, coolers are amazing. And I just ask all my reps like, please bring it in and bring it out at the end of the day. Take care of the cigars because if you smoke product like we. That this is something that Rocky's huge on too, like humidity. You smoke dry product, it loses its life so fast. There's no flavor, there's no richness. It's like taking a um, if anybody you know, list, I, I I've said it a couple times, but like red wine, it'd be like taking a great bottle of red wine and throwing it in the refrigerator and drinking it at thirty six <laughs> degrees. Like when you a cigar that doesn't have humidity. Like it loses its flavor. The sweetness immediately goes away. All you get is that dry spice. Yeah. When you don't have humidity. And over humidified too is a problem because it becomes a little muted and it doesn't stay lit and it doesn't that that too is is not great. But like when cigars dry out and the flavor is not even close. That like condition of, of the of the product is is huge. And that's why, like, it's important where you buy your cigars, right? The, where you get them, like, a good, well-kept humidor, like, people who take care of the product. You know, it's not sitting there moldy or dry or, you know, that that's a huge thing. There's a difference between plume and mold. <laughs> oh, God, don't go there. We'll, we'll start World War Three. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, is this has this is this is this a down to her thing, plume and mold? Have we, have no, we, no, have we have we gone there? No, we we've went there before. Okay, I, I don't like I I'm in a couple Facebook groups against my will, but I am, and like people will start arguing over plume and mold, and it, it's 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 hilarious. It's painful. <laughs> it's like, bro, that is mold, like. <laughs> that splotchy thing is mold. I'm sorry, you think it's plume, but it, it's not. You got some crusty ass cigars. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you should have smoked them sooner. It, that's you. Your humidor's wet. You're using tap water. Oh, oh it's, it's yeah. The plume mold discussion is is fun. I do. I do. I like Facebook for that. I just sit back and I like get a bag of popcorn and. That being said, obviously we had a couple stories we wanted to touch on. Caleb, you want to start us off with some news, man? No, Patrol Gone Wild. Oh, okay. Patrol Gone Wild, always always first. Okay, fine. Uh, Sorry. All right, Max, I'm sure you'll appreciate this. I don't know if you were. we did this when you were on the first time. We have some good Patrol Gone Wild stories uh, for you guys today. There's a theme to these. All right. Patrol Gone Wild, we're doing it big. All right, Caleb, start us off, buddy. All right, up first we have Christmas Party at... Taco Bell in San Pedro turned into a night of debauchery last year. So a uh, former cashier is filing a lawsuit after she claimed she had to quit her job for the reported debauchery that went down. And she endured threats of vandalism and just overall, just she was threatened a lot. So uh, Christmas party at Taco Bell San Pedro last year was an alcohol filled night of debauchery where one employee engaged in sex with his wife in front of others while his wife was seen kissing another restaurant supervisor and another woman. Uh, 
this is what the cashier says. I won't use her name. So this went to uh, Los Angeles Supreme Court uh, after she told uh, HR about this Christmas party incident. Uh, coworkers were sending her threatening messages for being a snitch, and they were calling her a bitch ass O, uh, in quotations, for being a tattletale. Uh, she was forced to resign a couple days later. Um, so uh, they went to a Christmas party on December the 18th at Taco Bell. Uh, employ- employees were encouraged to bring food at a potluck-style buffet. Alcohol was also served. So, yeah, they got lit. They got turnt. Uh, people started having sex at the restaurant. Uh, this employee said that the restaurant windows were covered. So no one could see inside. Also, security cameras were also covered. Uh, she was mortified after she saw her boss bending over his wife and having sex with her in front of all their other coworkers. And his wife was also making out with another employee there. So uh, quite the party. Had to be pretty lit. Uh, I will say Taco Tuesday definitely was amazing that day uh, at Taco Bell. That's the real Baja Blast. <laughs> So, yeah, the, uh, I thought it was a great little Christmas story uh, about a party. Uh, she resigned on Christmas Eve last year, and uh, the lawsuit is just coming to into light now. She's so about a year to later. own some of that franchise. Can you imagine that? Kind of disappointed I wasn't working at Taco Bell that day. <laughs> Do you think they charged extra for the guac? One <laughs> hondo, dude. Hold on, One hondo. There is so one of the. I'm glad you brought up guacamole because oh, one no. of the uh, complaints is that the this is a direct quote from the lawsuit. So the plaintiff complained to defendant Ruiz that she had witnessed that they were having sex and throwing up over a bowl of guacamole. Hmm. See, I knew. <laughs> I knew. I, I knew they charged it for that. <laughs> it was a guac shot. Oh. Oh. extra sour cream you get back shots and guac shots there you All go from taco bell so uh yeah uh ice cube said it was a good taco tuesday if you see our little uh thumbnail that we'll post but uh, amazing story uh congratulations on the sex seriously congratulations <laughs> cheers all right i'll be get i'm gonna pull up my information notes on all this right video. Gio, what you got buddy all right so here we have a one Christina Glick was arrested <laughs> in, I'm going to probably butcher it, Tybee Beach, South Carolina, for masturbating on the beach. And there is a video of the body cam footage of this. Don't worry. We're going to keep it G-rated here. But Oh, we're not going to show that? Yeah. Oh, my God. I saw <laughs> this. It's actually pretty funny. I trimmed this down from like <laughs> three go. minutes. Yeah, you missed the squirting. On the beach. She shows them how she did it. <laughs> Who saw that? <laughs> they saw that. No, they didn't. That's, that's not true. Why would they call us? They search her back nobody, to a vibrator. Nobody was around. Who, it was an anonymous girl. Is yeah. this one of my buddies? Okay, no, one of my buddies. No, it's, it's not one of my buddies. It's, it's a family. Okay, look, let me, sh- no, uh, let me show you what I did. Okay. okay. Uh, is there anything I, in the bag? No. Because right, if I look through it, I mean, if you can open it and... Can I see the contents inside the bag? Yes. Okay. I don't. I don't really understand what y'all. Can we're, I, we're just here because someone called and we're very concerned. Okay. This is really highly offensive to me. I got it. I got you. And that's why I'm Carry trying. It's, a, it's my yeah. vibrator, but I just put it in my. I was sitting on the beach, and I just, just. Okay. okay do I need? Do I get a ticket? 
<laughs> I just put it in. All right. First so, off, uh, the way that started, who called about that? All right, she did that shit. <laughs> uh, over under on this lady has an OnlyFans. Uh, what are we going at? Uh, this was last year, so probably yes now. So uh, the rest of the video is actually really funny. Uh, Gio sent it to me. Uh, she literally goes down, shows how she sat yes. on her vibrator, and yes. is like, this is all I did. And, he, yeah. and the cops are like, ma'am. A family saw it. It's only a problem because somebody called. Yeah, it, <laughs> and and they're totally just like they're laughing about it. They actually, uh, the best part is, Geo told me that they actually put the vibrator in evidence for the case, and they they took her vibrator away for the case for the case. Yeah, but they're laughing at the back of the car. I yes, mean, yeah. it's lighthearted, lighthearted. Um, yeah, it's just. It, it's actually pretty funny. You just, you, she just, she didn't expect the family to, you know. I mean, she's having a great day at the beach. She's got her book. <laughs> she said she was stressed out. She yes. goes, I was stressed and I just needed to get off. And, you know, <laughs> she she's become America's darling really quick, though. I mean, oh, you, this you know clip went guys, pretty viral. You know how many guys are creeping on her right now? Like, oh, like, absolutely. Listen, you can't go to the beach without bringing your vibrator. Do you well, that's why, like, if we pull up the thumbnail, I went real, here. We'll, Max, I don't know if you saw it. Quite entertaining here. Masturbating on the beach <laughs> isn't illegal. It's frowned upon. Yes. No, that's illegal, too. Thanks yeah, a lot. Ben correct. <laughs> you know what? Sad day in America. And you know, here's the thing. Sad day. I, I guess here's the thing. From that thumbnail, not a bad looking lady. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, I man. Mean, I mean, you just, know, we're old, not looking at fans. like some terrible heifer that was like, you know, I mean... This family must have really, they must have really been in the in the public way. Here's the thing: if that was mark. like just some dad and son, be like, "Yep, well, that that would have never been a call." That's, yeah. <laughs> that's you, so. you learned a lesson today. It son. was the mom, hundred <laughs> percent. The mom's like, "What is she doing?" You learned a lesson today, son. Let that let that be. Now uh, you know, and then, and then I like, I'm, I'm sure the dad was watching too, and he was like. That's disgusting. This is disgusting. Oh, this is horrific! Look at her, and those are probably fake. <laughs> yeah. Take a video of it, honey. Take a video I, yeah. of it, honey. I, I, I can't believe someone to do something like this. No, no lie. I would like. I would if we could get the camera footage of the people who actually made the call. I'd like to see the wife. I bet she wasn't built like that. Yeah, right. The wife, the call was like, "You are not looking at that." Put it in the group chat, though. It honey. was. It was that <laughs> day. Little Jimmy became a man. Uh, <laughs> uh, on. Less lighthearted news. Um, we're going to go complete opposite here, guys. Uh, an Iowa man arrested after pleasuring himself at a come-and-go gas station. <laughs> uh, yeah. Great, this is, great name for a gas station. This and is, for what this guy was doing. This is going to take a, a way different turn, uh, I can assure you. It's not really the... It's not the same, it's uh, not as apparently. Su- it's not as sweet. So... Uh, yeah, the incident actually occurred in March, but 54-year-old Kenneth Kelly was only recently identified and arrested after allegedly making sexual comments and pleasuring himself at a come-and-go gas station in Iowa City. Um, I can assure you, this was not lighthearted. Uh, this is the difference between men and women when they do dumb shit in public. Uh, I can assure you, the cops got there and they were like, you're a fucking scumbag. We should beat the fucking shit out of you, you fucking piece of shit. You're a predator. Sex Complete offender. opposite reaction. Am I right here, guys? You're so right, and I <laughs> I can't tell you why, but there's nothing wrong with the 
difference in the handling of the situation. <laughs> it is a huge double standard, but that is a sick I'm okay bastard. with it. Did you see that fucking guy? I'm okay with the double standard. That's a sick bastard. See what Lock I'm saying? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's I totally do. different. I'm here for it. I'm signing up. I'm I get the double standard. This is this here is a double I standard I can stand behind. It is. I can stand I'm, Woman I'm, uses her vibrator in public. That's okay. Fine. Dude jerking off at a bathroom at a gas station. You're a scumbag piece of shit. Death penalty. I'll go to jail forever. I'll come and go. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, nice. I, I, I can stand behind this double standard. I mean, the, the, well, first of all, who wants to see him? <laughs> Not mean, me. That, that That's grubby. But uh, I got to throw it out there on the Down to Herf yeah. podcast. I mean, this is what you can expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, sleazeball lunatics in Iowa jerking off at the gas station. Um, Was I, that Iowa? Yeah. Iowa City. Yeah. A good yeah. theme today. We had a woman and a guy masturbating in public and then crude a, sex crimes. And then a sex party at Taco Bell. So uh yeah. very fitting theme today. Very yeah. much. I appreciate it. And again, for all of our listeners out there, you've now seen the complete opposite reaction <laughs> of disgusting behavior yeah. and lewd behavior in public. Totally Absolutely good. disgusting yeah, what totally. that guy did in Iowa. Pro yeah. tip. I hope that woman only got a fine. <laughs> Pro tip, don't, don't uh, J.O. in public. So I do want to touch on this. Um, obviously, we know that man is definitely a sexual predator. He should be in jail forever. But mm-hmm. do you think that the girl had to, like, register? At, like, for, like, you know, like a sex offense and, and like, weird. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think she's on, like, a, a, you know, a registry? Well, what state did they say that was in? South Carolina. I feel like Probably. South Carolina. I don't think they're too lenient, man. I, I think down like- in the south, man, it's different. You fuck up, you fuck up. Yeah, I don't know. They may have uh, South Carolina may may differentiate between men and women though. They may, they may have the same standard we do. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, they that's a, that's a tough call. It's a red state, so she's probably on a list. Yeah, uh, all her students in like middle school are probably looking her up. Oh yeah, she's on the <laughs> wait. Was her she only a fans. teacher? No, I'm saying she might be a teacher. Like if she is, the the kids are definitely. Oh, I, her up. I can assure you, teachers did not look like that when I was a kid. You know, you can't even say you you can't say this because you'll, you'll offend everybody, <laughs> and I I get it. But you know, you, you t- once in a while they show these supposed teacher predators, and you're like, man, we didn't we didn't have any teachers look like that. Why the fuck wasn't it me? Yeah, it should have been me. Well, there you go. Thanks. I'm glad you said it. So now that you've said, well, you're like fuck. Like you know, you had like we touched on this one time. Yeah, uh, like Miss Brunish. You're like, what are you gonna do with her? Or I, I love how I love how like gym teachers look now. I the ones we fucking had when I was in school looked like the fucking Trunchable from fucking Matilda. I had Mr. Paul Lasachi, a great guy. Um. But um, yeah, what, what, I don't. I don't think he was was he, doing anything in public like that. Uh, I'm pretty much guarantee, and I can guarantee. I mean, I went to all guys' school, so like we, they, they wouldn't give like female teachers were like, we're not taking that job. Thanks, bunch of horned up like 14 through 18 year olds. Yeah, you got it. Have have it for yourself. Save it for home, you sickos. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I say. But, uh, yeah, that'll wrap up Patrol Gone Wild, and I, I uh, really appreciated the stories today. They all kind of played <laughs> off each other. We went with a heavy so, sex episode, and I um, like that. I'm, I'll probably be canceled after this one. Uh, uh, us, uh, us, uh, us oh, we're too. all getting canceled, because I just looked up and found, actually, like some more details I was trying to figure out about this. We are all fucked. 
Apparently, like, since this clip started going viral again, like, yesterday, that girl killed herself. No. Whoa. Yeah. Come on. I just, yeah. I was just was like, oh, let's see. And then it's like, oh, girl that went viral video of missing the beach committed suicide November 26th. No. I was like, Oh, man. Uh, Reported on that news. What a fucking waste. Too soon. Jeez. We could edit Geo's story out. Nah, nah, we're leaving that, man. Kidding. I mean, hey, suicide's not funny. Are you sure? Are you sure? (laughs) I don't know if this is a... Christina Revels Glick arrested in in shame for jerking off on TBN Beach found dead at 36. Is that the, what is the source? Mm. There's like two. I don't know how true the. Well, let me see grit. because my message to her is still on unread. <laughs> <laughs> she never replied to me, so it could be so true. It could be, it could be true. It's still on unread. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, Gio, that's terrible. If that's true, Gio hit I hope with, not. The, with the freshest news stories. I just was like, that's oh. what you get from down to her podcast. Like, I wanted to see the outcome of this. Thing. Right, yeah. Yeah, the outcome was exactly the horrible thing. They, they, okay, this answered my question, and I don't want to keep touching on it. It's not funny at all, but she definitely registered. Yeah, yeah. They definitely made her register. Mm-hmm. Lost a the lot answer of, to the South Carolina. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I mm. hope that's not accurate. If it is, that's awful. Granted, it's not like any, like, normal, like, it looks like reputable uh, mm-hmm. news sites, like, I hope it's not true. Oh, God, that's oh, awful. Yeah. Oh, that would no. be a first here on Down to Herf. That would be a first. I don't want to we, think we, about we, it. We were the first to uh, say Coolio died, though. I yes, we that. were. It Wait, happened on the show. Gangster's Paradise? Yeah, 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 yeah. man. He He's died. Dead? Yeah. He died. On the, he, I'm not saying he died on the show, but he. We were, recording, we were definitely one of the first people to report it. We were recording like an after herf, and I just got like the news update, like right as we were about to start. And I was like, oh, we got to talk about this. The, was that like a 2022, 2023? Uh, that was last year. For yeah, last year for last sure. Year. Maybe, wow. maybe around this time. Let's look it up. That must, it was like, um, that, that was like a, uh, all these people dying during, during like all the lockdowns and stuff. Like, I lost track. Yeah, I missed, I missed it was cooling. one of those. Yeah, yeah, there was like a bunch. September twenty eighth, nine twenty eight. Darn. All right. Well, we got some news stories to get to as well. Lighter stuff. Light, yeah. Let's yeah. get to some lighter things. Yeah. Not, you know, now that we contributed to this poor woman's death. All mm. right. So news with Caleb. The first uh, news story we got today. We have New Zealand scraps the world's first smoking generation ban to fund tax cuts instead. So. uh I know Gio made this little graphic right here. So, Gio, what do you got on this, babe? So, New Zealand actually uh, elected a uh, much more conservative uh, governor, or whatever, governor, um, prime, prime minister. minister, whatever you want to call it. I'm not well-versed in... Prime minister. New prime minister that scrapped the uh, legislation for a generational smoking ban. Big win for tobacco. I'm sure people in New Zealand like that they can still have their cigars and cigarettes. Yeah, for sure, man. This is a big W. It says that they will gain a billion dollars in taxes per year on the tobacco tax. So, so it sounds like the government still wins. Well, why ban- unbelievable? Well, money why- talks. Well, why ban something that you can make money on? You know, legalize it and make your money. I guess that would be the moral of the story. Yeah, that's what they're doing with weed here in the United States. Exactly. Yeah, let's make some money on it. Fuck I, it. I, I guess my my. 
issue or my the, the biggest problem I have with um, when they want to ban uh, tobacco in any source, whether it's premium cigars, chew, uh, cigarettes, whatever it is, is they're perfectly okay allowing sugars, processed foods, all this shit. Skittles. That people literally die from eating and ingesting and can become obese and become a, a but but they have no but but a guy that wants to smoke a premium cigar he's the problem right it's not it's 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 not you know the the processed foods the packaged foods the shit that we, we that literally is a carcinogen a walking carcinogen it's a guy that has a premium cigar a day that he's he's problematic see i uh i think the government laughs at us they're sitting around their round table drinking bourbon, smoking cigars like these idiots. They elected us. We're going to get rid of all this shit, and we're just going to have it all for ourselves. So I mean, could be right. So in New Zealand, a lot of these government people. New, hold on, hold on. We're going to New Zealand. New Zealand. And, and debauchery is debauchery. Debauchery. <laughs> okay. Right. So I, I didn't correct you like <laughs> once this episode, but like I had to. There. New Zealand. All right. So a lot of government <laughs> officials are saying like, "Oh, you just favored. You favored." getting uh money over healthcare. So they're saying like tobacco and tobacco related like healthcare incidents cost the government one point three billion a year, but the taxes that they rake in is like a billion dollars per year. So a lot of people are crying like, oh it's a it's a big loss for healthcare in New Zealand. But like I think it's a big win for freedom. You should be able to do whatever you want. Like you can smoke whatever you want. Like, like the government has no right to tell you what you can and cannot smoke. And all these people are, they're like, oh, it's going to cost their healthcare so much more money. But it's like, you know what? You can't be told what you yeah, can Caleb, and can't you do. You smoke well, that crack if you here's want to. The, here's the problem. I mean, now I don't want to get overly political, but when they give you their healthcare, mm-hmm. then they can tell you the parameters, right? So you want to take stuff that you think is free. It's not free because then they're going to turn around and dictate to you what what exactly they're going to do with what it is they're giving you. So they're like, "Oh yeah, Hugh W, we have our we we get we get free health care over here." No you don't. You can't even go in your backyard and light up a cigar, bro. So yeah, is, is fuck free? you, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah bro. I mean, so, so think you get a surf and uh, smoke a cigar? Nah, bro. Not Chill. out here, you're not. But, but now they can. Not on this sand. But now they can, since that generational tobacco ban was uh, annulled. I mean, I'm calling it a big W. Big W. Big dub. It's a big dub. All right. Good. They tabled this shit in Cali. I think they tried to do this shit in Hawaii, too. Yeah, sure. They did. It didn't Correct. work. Oh, also to note, uh, since New Zealand has ties to the UK, the UK is also going to try to scrap their tobacco generational ban on this as well. Because the UK was thinking about this, and now that New Zealand did that, uh, UK wants to, they want to exempt cigars from this as well. So uh, it could be another big win in the UK as well. Look out for King Charles and them sausage fingers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Up next, we have, do you guys ever want to know the secret to living longer? Yes. Yes. It might be. A shot of whiskey in the morning. Oh. So if you want to live to over 100 years old, you might want to take a shot of whiskey. And uh, the thumbnail is uh, Dark Brandon laser vision in on the uh, whiskey in the morning. So uh, a lot of uh, 
centenarians, as you would call them. Yeah. They say the key to life is drinking whiskey first thing in the morning. Just one shot, and you got to do it in moderation. Don't overdo it. Just one shot for breakfast in the morning. Uh, you don't have to shoot it. You can just sip it. But one in the morning is the key to living to 100 years old. So I think at the rate we're going, guys, we might make it. <laughs> uh, yeah. If what, I guess, is this overdoing it? Yeah, true. It's not the Can morning. Can it be done at night? Yeah, yeah. Can it be done at night and... Not one glass, but like four. If it's after midnight, it counts as a morning shot. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is true. That is true. That's a big dub as well. That's well thought out. I like that. So there's like a, that. So there's a couple, you know, a lot of centurions have been interviewed. There's a guy, Antonio DiCampo Garcia, lived to 107. He drank two bottles of wine for lunch every day and two bottles of wine for dinner most days of the year. Lived to 107. There's a 103-year-old Mildred Bowers who's been drinking beer every morning. And uh, uh, most recently, another man out of Kentucky, Mariano Pops Rotelli, who's been drinking bourbon a shot a morning uh, for the last 101 years. So uh, congratulations to Mariano Pops. You're the man. All right, Pops, I see you. Sounds like they just got to be you, Italian. Pops. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the fucking Tommy DeVito's family just <laughs> ripping stogies yeah. before the fucking game. The bathroom. Oh, the bathroom yep. oh you could use the tree. Well, he, yeah. The yeah, the the, the special the tree. tree. Yeah, the arborvitae. Yeah, that's our Christmas tree. <laughs> All right, I got w- one final news story for you guys. All right. So we have the <laughs> Stillwell Star Limited Edition Holiday Y 2023 is begun shipping by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. So it is going to be out. It is a 6x52 Toro. Unlike the first five Stillwell Star cigars, um, which have all used Ecuadorian Habano wrappers over a Mexican San Andreas Negro grinder, this one is a Ecuadorian Connecticut seed wrapper, and the difference lies in the filler with a Cavendish Burley Golden Virginia and Red Virginia Corndale and Deal? I don't know. Uh, I'm just glad you didn't mispronounce any words in that sentence. Yeah, yeah thank the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, it's I got some pipe tobacco in here. So uh, interesting new little filler here from DTT, uh, as the uh, Stillwell Star has begun shipping. I never had one, so look forward to having one this winter. I feel like it's definitely something that we're going to be smoking soon. So oh, no doubt. What do you think? I think we that'll uh, be a thing. I would like to try one. They look amazing. They look cool design. Yeah, man. So, For uh, sure. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Dude, I had one more little viral clip um, that was kind of going a little wild this week. Uh, we got to pay homage to Gal Lewis. We have to. Gal Lewis, the employee at Walmart, signs off after 10 years in a new viral video. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this. Caleb, are you okay, bud? He's dying. Caught a bit of the sneezes or <laughs> cough sneezes, whatever. Look- but I just want to I want to play this clip man this is this is a beautiful moment for for America and I just want to play on this Attention Walmart this is Gail Lewis 10 year associate Morris Illinois 844 signing out good night RIP 10 year career at Walmart comes to an end I wonder what she's going to do next Um what do you think she's going to do Caleb? Uh, I hope she doesn't start smoking meth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> going to go out on a limb there. I don't know what you expected as an answer, but... 
I have no idea, but uh, I have obviously seen this uh, clip. This clip has been going viral, uh, and um, dude, the the comments are really funny, man. Like, dude, ten year career at Walmart comes to an end. She was signing off. It almost gave like those police vibes, you know, like when cops retire. Geo, your last call. Yeah, like the last call you sign off. I they, mean, it, they give you a ride around back to your house in the cop cars with all the lights and everything like that. Uh, I don't know if we go to that extent. Oh, some some districts do. Who does that? I've seen it around my neighborhood. Really? Yeah. But I did notice um, she seemed very sad about it. It's <laughs> like the Aaron Rodgers of Walmart. Like, so what do you what do you think was going through her head in this moment? She's leaving Walmart to go to Target, and that's all that's going on. <laughs> like, what do you think? What do you think happened? Like, what do you think the situation was? Do you think she resigned? Do you think she got fired? Do you do you think that like when she was making the her last call to all the employees and everyone in Walmart at that moment? Do you think that she was like, "This is a great idea"? Um, her, her Christmas party last year probably got went a little wild, like the Taco Bell party, and she was like forced <laughs> to leave. All right. Uh. Yeah, I think that this was a. In hindsight, maybe she probably regrets it because now she's an internet meme sensation, all over TikTok. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> they added the sad music. I, I don't know. I just thought it was really funny, and I'm I'm glad that we were able to talk about it on the show. She probably started Gail Mart like. Gail <laughs> <laughs> <Gail> Mart. <laughs> Fucking Gail Mart. She'll be the host the, you know, or the, the greeter. The greeter. I, I, I feel so on trend. I I knew. I was up to date with all of the news uh, briefings that you guys had today. Awesome! Like I saw Gail. Like I, I, I knew about. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like, I like for, you know, I, like for an old man, I'm, I'm feeling good. Like I got, you, you I knew got, about your beach, you know, the dude, beach vibrator. Dude, I had the beach masturbator. <laughs> the beach Gail. Yo, like I just got to throw it out there. I was on all of them. Um, if it's true, rest in peace. Yeah, that yeah. I, I, I I hope it's not. You just brought me back down, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go. That's gonna be a rabbit hole tonight. I'm gonna be laying in bed, and you know, like trying to like unwind a little bit. Oh, oh, it sounds like I, you're gonna be on the beach, buddy. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to the beach, but I'm gonna see. I mean, I gotta get it. I gotta I gotta find out. There's I mean, gotta that, be footage that's of, all. There's gotta that's be footage true, of that. Oh, yeah, that, it's true. I mean, Damn that poor uh, that that girl probably could have had a successful alternative career. Well, that's the thing. Like I've yeah. yeah. See, you're onto something there. Like you didn't have to go that route. Like you could you but like you'd have been OnlyFans fucking everything. Yeah, like friggin' yeah. She was she was already set up. Yeah, she had the viral publicity. Uh, let, let's let we'll, we'll dig into that. We're gonna have to dig into that. I, I hope I hope that after fun. hours. That yeah. being said, Caleb, any closing notes to the episode? Well, buddy? we got to do the cigar review. We oh, can't, we can't close shit. out without a cigar review. Fuck, man! I almost yeah. did it again. My cigar review. Yeah, done go now. ahead. All We're right. gonna just review the white label. So I, uh, my appearance of the white label with the box because I've seen this in stores. Nine and a half stellar appearance. Get an awesome like double band here. It looks great. Uh, the white, the gold, it looks amazing. Uh, burn uh, nine. I didn't really like this thing once, and it burnt evenly the whole way through. Construction, it really shined. A great stack of dimes. I had to really tap this thing to get that like ash to fall. Uh, nine and a half as well. Draw. I went to straight cut here. Nine. No issues whatsoever. Uh, enjoyment nine. I smoked this thing all the way down to the nub. 
was really fiending and itching for another Rocky Patel cigar. Uh, overall score, 46 is a 92 from me. So, uh, and then the notes I had on this, uh, I had these uh, very sandy, earthy hints. When I was smoking it, it was very uh, light pepper, but it was also a very smoky and creamy cigar as well. Uh, would be a great morning cigar, but a uh, good cigar for any beginner smoker out there. Uh, 92, great, great stick. What a nice review. How the hell do I follow this up? Uh, the appearance, I gave it a 9. I really like the white band on there. Uh, really elegant look to it. Uh, I straight cut mine as well. The burn, I gave it a 9. The construction, I gave it a 9. The draw was also a 9 for me. Uh, kept the review pretty simple. The overall enjoyment, I also gave it a 9. Uh, 45 overall, 90. Uh, Caleb touched on the uh, the ability of the cigar to probably be like a morning cigar or anytime cigar. Uh, very easy smoke. Uh, not really one of those cigars that you struggle with. Um, you're not going to be fighting it. And, uh, you know, Max touched on it being, a, you know, an ultra premium cigar. So, uh, that definitely is spot on. Um, really, really good cigar, man. I, I'm glad I got to smoke it with you, and I'm, uh, I'm glad that you came in to hang out with us for right. a couple hours. Thank you. Gio. All right, I'll get right into it. Appearance, I gave it a 9.5. Uh, truthfully, I probably have forgot to better look at the box. Probably would have got a 10. That's just how I am. I'm one of those visual people. I got to see it here. I did look up a picture of it. It's pretty dope. Uh, definitely got that regal look to it. That Rocky has their own flair, like you know, elaborate packaging, going to stand out on the shelf space, all the things we talk about for it. Burn, I gave it an 8.5. I touched it up a handful of times. I don't know if that was because I kept having to sneeze and do all that stuff here, but we're just going to blame that on me. But other than that, still a pretty good score on the burn front. Construction, also, and I gave that a 9. I think I have like a flake or two of ashes on me and it's really all you can ask for. The thing ashed when I wanted to. Beautifully constructed cigar. Very, very soft to the touch. You know, that broadleaf wrapper really, really shined in that particular cigar and just brought it all together. Draw, I V-cut mine. Uh, gave it a nine. Had zero issues. Got all the flavor I needed from it. Good puffs. Stayed lit for me other than the couple times I had to touch it up. And, you know, smoke came out. That's always a good sign here. When it comes to the draw side of things. Enjoyment, I gave it a 10. I always like, you know, getting to sit down, hearing about the true nuts and bolts of a cigar. You know, we had Max here and got to enjoy it. That brought my overall score to a 46, bringing me to a 92 again. So, Caleb, me and you are 92 brothers here, brother. We've been hitting the same score a lot lately, but I don't know what it is. But uh, how do we do, man? Let me just tally it up. Overall, 91.33. So, uh, round down to 91. Great Perfect. score. Wow. Very good. We've been smoking some heaters lately, though. Some damn good cigars. Max, I just want to thank you for coming on, man. Taking taking time out of your night to come hang out with us. Uh, is there anything you want to shout out? Uh, obviously, the company, Rocky Patel. Um, no. this is. I'd love to be on Down to Her. If I, we should do this more than once a year, if you guys are willing. 100%. Um, I'd love to do this so when we get... Dude, we got uh, one of the badasses of fucking the cigar industry. It lives in our fucking well, backyard. Let's do it when yeah. we get when we get the the new uh, the new cigars for this year. I'd love to come back and uh, and smoke them um, so we can kind of give people a, a preview of of what's to come and what's coming out. And that should be within the next two weeks. That that product coming. So um, you know we'll coordinate schedules. But I, I love to do this. This is fun. You know it's uh, 
it's a labor of love. We love th- th- this is, you know, one of the uh, most enjoyable things for, for me from a manufacturer level. You guys can probably imagine, you know, um, dealing with people who only are the cigar retailers and blah, 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 all day long gets monotonous. So, like, the, the most fun that I have is dealing with um, end consumers and uh and 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 bloggers and and people who who do this um and 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 critique and have fun with it because this is uh this is truly um a a pleasure of mine to be able to be part of uh part of a podcast like this and and get a chance to to go live and and this is like what we make the cigar to do right to enjoy it in this type of setting so it's special and it takes the commerce side out uh, out of it a little bit to really just be able to sit back and relax and enjoy it with uh with friends so i appreciate you guys having me and and um look forward to doing this again all right max i appreciate you brother yeah we love an in-person guest too the remote interviews are fun but you know something about sitting down having conversation uh, is a lot better way better way different that being said, Caleb, closing notes to the episode. Guys, just uh, make sure you keep following on the YouTube. Subscribe. Uh, Got to get that grower game going up. It's going very well, so I appreciate all that. Keep the likes and the comments, everything. We love it. Uh, keep following on the YouTube, the Instagram, the TikTok, and on the Facebook as well. So a lot of new followers. I'd like to see that. So keep it up. That being said, if you're listening to us audio only, make sure you're checking us out on the Cigar Hustler Podcast Network, the number one cigar podcast network on Podbean. Um, Gio, anything, bud? You guys touched all the bases. Peace. <laughs> Smoke them if you got them. Yeah. We'll see oh, you guys next Wednesday. The Down to Herf Podcast, its owners and sponsors take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of Mike and Mike Productions or the podcast providers, and opinions between talk show hosts may differ. It's not our intention to libel, incite, or hurt anyone's feelings. We invite you to write the show's host, Jerry Lewandowski, with any feedback or suggestions you have for their show. These broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hopes that they will be entertaining to the audience. He's been very good to us. So. Yeah, is he good? Yeah, I yeah. Like I said, I I only know him from like the retail side. <laughs>